Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host for this podcast, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest, Lindsay McDivitt, who will be talking with us about her enchanting and fabulous new book, Christmas Fairies for Oma. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. How are you? Thank you, Carla. I'm I'm fine. Nice to be here with you. Wonderful. It's so lovely to have you. And before we launch into your wonderful new book, tell me, tell our listeners just a little bit about what makes you, you. Hmm. Well, I am in my second career, or at least my second career, in my 60s, and I was in healthcare for a long time, but started writing children's books about 10 years ago. And I have to say, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. This is my first fiction book, which is also rather fun. Wonderful. So healthcare, what did you do in healthcare? I worked with people who had had stroke, stroke survivors and their families to provide education and support. Uh, Life changes overnight with a stroke and uh, people really are in great need of support. It was a a wonderful job. I met so many terrific people. Okay. You know, that's another podcast, isn't it? Right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many people could benefit from more support around around stroke because it is a life-changing situation. So I would love to have you back to talk about that. My goodness, you made my heart feel quite, quite a lot from that. So my goodness, don't want to leave that topic, but this is all about your book, Christmas Fairies for Oma. So with that wonderful introduction to what a big heart you have and what a lot of experience you have in many different areas, tell me a little bit, tell us what drew you to write Christmas Fairies for Oma. Well, Christmas Fairies for Oma is actually based on a true family story. When I was very small, almost five, my family emigrated to America. And of course, all the grandparents were left behind in South Africa, which now as a new grandparent myself, I can't imagine how wrenching. So we were 10,000 miles away from all family. And uh, my sister and I were missing our Oma, our grandmother. Uh, We made a Christmas card, a homemade Christmas card out of green construction paper and folded it up and asked our mother to address it and to put stamps on it. So some of you listeners might remember gold bond stamps. They were just like little sticky coupons way back when. Uh, That's all she gave us because in that era, you did not mail heavy green construction paper, you mailed air letters. And then she addressed it, just Oma and the city and South Africa. No name, no address, and no real stamps. So this story always fascinated me, but I, I just didn't know how to make it into a picture book. It was only when I came across a little article in the newspaper about kindness and the contagious part of kindness, how if one person does a kindness, they're more likely or receives, excuse me, an act of kindness, they're more likely to uh, be kind to somebody else. So I imagined all those hands passing on that letter or card across the world. Oh, what a beautiful image and what a beautiful story. So that's where it all started. And so I take it, of course, that the letter 
never got mailed, even accidentally mailed. It so actually it did. <gasps> it did. Of course, my my sister and I were determined. We just walked to the end of the block and put it in the mailbox. And um, I don't know at what point my mother realized we'd mailed it, but about three months later, she received a letter from our Oma, and she was wondering if this card could perhaps be from my sister and I. Oh. Um, just our little family miracle. You know, I would oh. hear about it over and over again and always wondered, how did that happen? How did it get there, especially back in that day? So, oh, What a beautiful story. Yeah. So it sounds as if Christmas Fairies for Oma is all about loving kindness, connection, mm -hmm. long distance, and the importance of really embracing our loved ones. Right. That strong bond, I think, between a, a grandparent and a grandchild, even though I only saw my grandparents about every three years, I still remain close to them. Thank, thanks to letters. Um, I know that nowadays grandparents, long distance grandparents have a lot more tools like video and and telephone calls. And but we never had any of that. We just had letters and visits, occasional visits. So but yeah, that bond is so strong. My goodness. So when yeah. let, let's paint a visual for our listeners, if you don't mind. Can you mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the age group that Christmas for Oma is intended for? Not that it won't, of course, reach people like you and me and grandparents and family members all around the world of all different age groups. But what's the target audience? Um, the target audience is really ages four to eight. Eight. And I think it will really reach a broader audience because I know that a lot of um, a lot of my friends like me are new grandparents and they're all very taken with the story, no matter whether they live close to their grandchildren or live far away. And and I think at Christmas, this message of kindness and of reaching out and connecting with our loved ones uh, is really an important message of for me, spending so many Christmases far away from loved ones, it just, it really resonates with me that it's time um, at this holiday season to take that time and reach out. And real letters are so precious, don't you think? I just, oh. getting something in the, in the mail is in wonderful. In the mail. I don't know if it's the same in your area, but our blue mailboxes in Sonoma County have all but disappeared. Oh, and no. uh, oh my goodness, they've taken they've taken them off of street corners, downtown sidewalks. They're they're gone. And that makes my heart ache. We still, of course, thank goodness, get mail delivery of and I look forward to it, right? But something is as sad as the removal of those mailboxes to me i mean it almost feels tragic because yeah. it is a symbol of that beautiful way of communicating with paper and pen that takes you it's it's a timeless reach right it's it's i agree just uh last year my daughter gave me the most adorable christmas ornament it's a little mail truck with a christmas tree on the back and it's actually from the postal service the united states postal service you can and purchase the little ornament with the mail truck and support the postal service, which was a, a sweet gift for me. But I think the other quality of, of real mail, real letters is that you can hang on to them. I mean, I know I've occasionally printed an email like from one of my kids so that I, I have it. <laughs> but I think that to have a letter that's like in your grandparents' handwriting or in your grandchild's handwriting with a picture by them is just incredibly special to hang on to. 
Absolutely. There is something about everything from the stationery a person picks, whether mm-hmm. it's notebook paper or, you know, fine, you know, fine, fine parchment, whatever it is. And then the distinctive handwriting where you, even if you don't read it, you just look at the handwriting and you say, ah, ah, that's from my grandma. That's from my right. aunt. That's from my mama. And mm-hmm. how good that is for the heart. I agree. I know my own mother, too. She used to like to to write to my kids and she would tuck something inside the envelope like a little blue jay feather, you know, something that she'd found when she was out on her walk, whatever. And they just loved that. Made it extra special. Absolutely. And when you look at familias and their values, right? The 10 habits of a healthy family, love together, play together, learn together, work together, talk together, heal together, read together, eat together, laugh together, give together, right? And we have all of these wonderful values. And it sounds to me as if Christmas fairies for Oma encompasses actually all of those. Oh, how lovely. That's so nice of you to say. I hope so. Well, yes, when you think about it and what, what we're talking about, there is that loving. There's, I can imagine you and your sister playfully, you know, going down to the mailbox, creating the card with the, you know, that's play, right? That creating mm-hmm. that and how beautiful it is as a, as a reminder of those times that they're not beyond, they're not past us. We can allow our children, support our children to engage in more old fashioned ways, so to speak, of yeah. communicating with their, with their loved ones, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and keeping that connection alive in very palpable ways. That's so true. I agree. One part of this book that most people don't realize is there's also a learning aspect apart from learning the power of kindness. You know, the book is based partially in South Africa where my grandparents were and, and uh, there's some what we call back matter in the back of the book that talks a little bit about South Africa and about the, the way Christmas is celebrated there. Um, you know, it's in the Southern Hemisphere, so it's Christmas in the middle of summer. So it's, it's quite different from, you know, where I spent most of my growing up years in snowy Minnesota. So the book just juxtaposes those two parts of the world and those two seasons. And um, it shares some information about South African celebrations. Um, one of those that brings great memories for me is sitting around the the Christmas uh, holiday dinner table. And you, you might know those Christmas crackers are called. They're paper crackers that um, yes. they're kind of a cylinder shape. And then yes. there's a little bunch on each end and you take two people pull on them and it cracks open and then like a little prize and a riddle falls out and a paper hat a paper crown so of course everybody had to wear those paper crowns at the table and we all look ridiculous so there's all those photographs of family with those silly paper crowns on but uh, that's one of the traditions um, for some people of like British heritage in South Africa so a question for you just what do you eat on Christmas Day in South Africa, in a South African Christmas? Would it be turkey? Um, not usually turkey, although it's not unheard of. But even though it's hot and it's the middle of summer, at least my family would still have a hot meal like roast beef. <laughs> Uh, roast beef and potatoes and and uh, big Christmas pudding like the steamed pudding 
And they had a wonderful little tradition of putting tiny silver charms into the, the uh, pudding. But then, of course, you had to be really careful when you were eating it <laughs> to not chew on one of the little charms. Um, but there's so many different cultures represented in South Africa that there's probably hundreds of ways to celebrate Christmas. Although many South Africans of all colors and of all cultures do celebrate it. Then the, the fun part is you can you can eat and you can go outside and play. You can go for a swim or you can play a game of soccer or cricket or because the weather is usually very, very nice on Christmas Day. So not only is Christmas Fairies for Oma about love, kindness, connection, the importance of staying in touch with families and nurturing grandchild, grandparent relationships. There's also a visit into a different culture, and it sounds like cultures, plural, would right. be more appropriate. My goodness. Yeah, definitely. I, I, in the back matter, in, in the back of the book, as we call the um, other information that I thought it was important to share, although this is a picture book for a very young age, um, just a little bit of information about how South Africa has changed and transitioned um, from a you know very racist apartheid society where the races were kept separate by the government, the white government, um, how that changed after um, apartheid was abolished and President Nelson Mandela became the first um, really democratically elected uh, president by all races back in 1994. And I include a quote from him, such an amazing man. He really wanted to see people to express kindness to each other. And he called on them to do that on the day after Christmas, which for many is called Boxing Day. And we all wonder why. But um, he just really asked for people to to reach out and be kind to each other without expecting anything in return. And uh, I hope to encourage that that also not just to be sitting back and looking at all of our gifts, but thinking what we can do for other people. Mm. And it's interesting, my understanding, being that you brought up Boxing Day, my understanding of Boxing Day, I have friends in England and they told me that it is the day that you box up the left, that the, that the more wealthy people would box up the leftovers <laughs> and share them with the staff and with people who were less fortunate. So that is that day. And it sounds as if... Nelson Mandela was on the same page. Wait, you know, we right. have this, these gifts on Christmas. Now let's share them and continue to give to other people. And exactly. So, yes. Mm -hmm. What a lovely, lovely way to explore Christmas from a different vantage point and definitely a place not about necessarily material gifts, but the gift of, of family, the gift of love, the gifts of kindness. Right. I'm hoping to encourage young people who read the book, like um, when I have some book events, to just, you know, mail a postcard to a grandparent or to someone who they think might be be lonely and appreciate some some real mail. So I'm I'm thinking so many kids, they probably don't receive real mail very much and they certainly don't send it very often. So I'm hoping to encourage that and give the Postal Service a little boost also. Absolutely. And you're making me think of a really, a, another way to communicate with grandparents and is, you know, the old thing of sending thank you cards, right? Mm -hmm. That after Christmas, that whether or not we received a gift from somebody, what a perfect opportunity to send a card, especially a handmade one that says, thank right. you for being in my life. Thank Definitely. You. And I know my generation and, and those older than me, we really 
kind of expect and hope for those thank you notes, you know. It's not such a tradition anymore, but it's an important one. It's and I, it's definitely one that I I work to put some shed some light on that when we if we have the time to open a gift, we certainly have time to sit down and say thank you for that gift and send off somebody to someone a piece of mail that they may they may not have mail in their mailbox. A grandparent may not get a piece of personal mail, but once in a blue moon. Right. So just those what? bills and those ads that uh, bills and ads. discouraging. Yes. <laughs> and what a lovely lovely heartwarming idea to realize that we have the power whether we're parents or aunts uncles to sit down and teach those little ones in our lives the power of putting something in writing popping Mm -hmm. it in the mailbox as you did all those years ago and sending it off to give somebody that joy of a piece of paper that was sent by hand maybe kissed you know maybe some Mm -hmm. stickers on top whatever it was but what hopefully a hand-drawn picture too (laughs) hand-drawn picture that makes every difference so can you just tonight you know can you paint for listeners an idea of other than the the back matter what does the inside of Christmas fairies for Oma look like? Oh, that's a great question. So fortunate with the illustrator, the artist that Familius found for the book, uh, Katrazina Bukiert, just did a beautiful job. The illustrations are, they're so whimsical and magical and, and, and colorful. I just, I just love them. Um, So the theme or the, you know, the title Christmas fairies for Oma comes from the actual card um, has fairies on it and it goes all the way across the world somehow magically, you know, it's whether um, the question you're asking is, is it magic or is it kindness? But the little fairies that Katrazina put on almost every page, I think will be so fun for kids to, to spy hiding up on a tree or, you know, behind a curtain. And the uh, illustrations also, one thing I love that's dear to my heart is that the Oma, the grandmother in the story is um, definitely has personality and it's mainly through the illustrations, through the art. She comes across as a a modern um, grandmother and she's carrying this this bag that says peace on it in a couple of the illustrations, which I, I just love. And she just looks very um, vibrant. So I, on my, on my blog, I like to hold up and showcase picture books that show non-stereotypical older adults. And so that was really dear to my heart, the way Katrazina portrayed the Oma. So it just has a sense of traveling across the world too. Mm. You know, you see the letter mailed in in snowy Minnesota, and then you see it passing through different post offices, different postal workers' hands um, across the sea over to London, and then down the continent of Africa. It travels by airplane, and then it lands in first Johannesburg and then Cape Town, um, and then it finally. Uh, through some magical way, I don't want to reveal too much, um, ends up in the right Oma's hands. So oh. that's the part where I had to really stretch my imagination because we don't know, of course, how it in real life, the, the real family story, how it happened. We just know it ended up in, somehow in my grandmother's doctor's office. My In your grandmother's astonishing. doctor's yeah. office. Yes, isn't that crazy? Is it, oh, it's gorgeous. And me, I'd like to I'd like to see little angels or Christmas fairies carrying it the whole way. That's mm-hmm. it's just lovely and 
just lovely. So are there, what are maybe one or two other ideas, thoughts about your wonderful book you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I guess more than just this book, I think it's so important for um, adults to sit down and read picture books, even with, with older kids. And I think this is the kind of book perhaps that that both adult and child, older child would also gain something from, especially at Christmas time, just to be talking about the message of kindness. But just sitting together, an adult and a child, and reading a picture book is such a a loving, engrossing activity uh, on its own. And it hardly matters, you know, what the book is exactly. But I know that as adults at Christmas time, we want to read cozy Christmas tales and. Uh, I, I think this qualifies. I think it definitely more than qualifies as a most precious book for parents, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas to purchase and share with their loved ones. Because when we think of the this book and what it brings to us, it's a discovery and a rediscovery of the importance of kindness, of connection, of communication. But you're also getting this wealth of information about another culture altogether. I think it's just a most precious, most enchanting book, not just for the holidays, but for, you know, all parts, all times. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. I'm very excited for your book. I am so excited and I am serious. I'm also excited to have you back because I think, you know, our mission with at Familius is to help families be happy. And when you talk and, and your experience in working with stroke victims, you know, that's a really important part of life. And knowing how to help loved ones through difficult times, it is, that's definitely an art and to be able to make happy families feel happier, even in those most difficult times, such as post-stroke recovery. Right. Those are important topics to talk about. Well, well, I'd love to come back. Yes. I and mean, you're right. I mean, stroke impacts the entire family. Oh. They're all in need of support. And talk about the power of, you know, a storybook. Definitely, when you have someone in your life who's suffered from a stroke, just sitting down and reading with them or receiving a card in the mail it makes all the difference in stroke mm-hmm. recovery. It, it, so it's a topic that's very near and dear to me. My goodness, it has just been so lovely, Lindsay, chatting with you today. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Oh, thank you, Carla. I have a pretty comprehensive website, and that's easy to find at lindsaymcdivitt.com, or else you can even just put in aisforaging.com. That's the blog, and that's where I like to showcase positive aging picture books is what I call them. I'm also on Instagram, and I think that's under McDivitt Lindsay, <laughs> just to change things up, and on Twitter as Lindsay McDivitt. So I welcome you to take a peek. There's a lot of information on the website also about my my other books, which are picture book biographies. So thank you so much for having me. This has been a treat. My goodness, thank you. And I know I'll be having you back as well for the aging picture books. So that's so important for us to highlight and really amplify that message. I was listening to a podcast yesterday where um, the millennial 
generation are already feeling the pressure of aging and they're all of 30 years old. So an important topic for us They've to dive lots into. to look forward to. I can tell you that. <laughs> Truly. Absolutely. <laughs> I look forward to that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much, Lindsay. And the spelling on Lindsay's name is L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. So that's Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. McDivitt, M, little C, capital D-I-V-I-T-T, Lindsay McDivitt, and her book, Christmas Fairies for Oma. So I thank you so much for joining us listeners today. And I thank you, Lindsay. It has been such a pleasure and a delight. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And if you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families, such as Christmas Fairies for Oma. One step at a time, we can and will make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine, shine, shine as only you can do. Mm-hmm.